1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's. I'm your host, Danny Morang. Uh well, we got a special edition this time. Uh, I don't have Brandon Sprague. Uh, we improved ever so slightly, you could say we got Nasir Little from the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, do it all wing. Uh Nas, thanks for taking some time, man. I know it's uh we're a couple games in the season. I know you're busy, just got done with practice. How you feeling?
2: Pretty good, man. Um got in late last night. Uh just <laughs> got back from practice um not too long ago. So feeling good running on fumes right now, but I'm going to rest out tonight and just chill.
1: So getting back into the grind of the season, how has it been? Three games in now, a little sense of normalcy. You've got folks back in the stands, both here and on the road. How does it feel yeah. to kind of get in a, in a real groove for the first time in your career with some, you know, normal elements returning, not just the thing with the fans, but for you guys, how you travel, where you go, what you can do when you're not playing, how is that kind of coming together for you here in your third year?
2: It's been it's been great, man. Um, <clears throat> you know I've missed playing in front of fans so much to the point where last year, you know, sometimes we looked forward to going on the road. You know, what I'm saying to places like Phoenix, uh, just to have somebody there mm-hmm. Phoenix, Utah, uh, Miami, or like just to have somebody there. You know, what I'm saying even if they against us, it just felt good to play in front of people. Um, so. Now coming to this year, especially at home, man, playing in front of the people at the Motor Center, it's just been amazing. It's just been amazing. So,
1: so you guys are are three games in now, and I think it's fair to say three very different results and three very different games. Sacramento mm-hmm. was kind of a mixed bag. Um, maybe stumbled out of the gate early on, but you guys on the on, with the bench unit, you and uh, Cody, uh, Larry, kind of energized that that first group when you guys came back out in the first and the second made a hard push there to close out the game and you made it a one possession game with a, with a chance to, to push to overtime, ultimately end up falling, but you take what you learned there and you bring the energy in game two and absolutely wax Phoenix. I mean, that's about a starker contrast as you guys can get from game one to game two game three, though, it flips on its head. What has this season so far been like for you on the basketball side of things, getting used to different adjustments, new coaching staff, where you are as far as your role and what's expected of you? How has that all kind of progressed through here, through a rapid, you know, and very different three games?
2: I mean, it's, it's been the same. I feel like, um, you know, it's it's going to be little increments of improvement over time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen, you know, in a week, two weeks. It's going to take time, especially like you think about guys that has been here for a long time, like Dame, CJ, Nurk, you know, and myself included, um, you know, playing under Terry for two years—it's a lot of stuff that, you know, we're trying to change. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be different, and it takes time to to change something, especially when it's been taught a certain way to somebody for a minute. So um, I think that's what the biggest thing is, and you know, basketball is one of those sports where it could be anybody's game in any given night, and it's a mentality that you got to have as a team in order to play at a consistent level you know what I'm saying we come out play good against Phoenix and then we come out against on um, the Clippers and you know don't play well at all you know for the entire game so it's just a mindset and we got to have that standard for ourselves that we, the way we play against Phoenix needs to be how we play every night and I think uh, last night we just we just didn't do that as a team but uh, for me like you know, in regards to how it's been, it's, it's been the same. Like I just stay level-headed, never get too high, never get low. Um, it is what it is. You take it and you just learn from it and move on.
1: Speaking of taking and learning from it, what are those, what are those incremental improvements that you've seen from yourself? Not speaking on anybody else, but through three games, you, you were on uh, with Richmond uh, last week, um, shout out your mm. fellow Tar Heel. Um, but you said that, after that first game even though it was a, it was a loss for the team when you went, went back and watched the tape you said hey man i, I felt like i did good and you know you, you got the feedback that you did what was expected of you mm-hmm. games two and game three has that been the same or are there some things you went now you know i, I fell behind here or i lagged behind here or i could have done this a little bit better how has that progression been through these first couple games for you
2: I mean, it's it's been the same. I think the first two years I've played well in each each of them, honestly. Um Clippers game. Um like I like I said, like I said last time, like, you know, there's no nobody's perfect. There's gonna be lapses, there's gonna be plays that get you. I mean, that's that's the game of basketball. You're gonna get scored on, it is what it is. Um, against the Clippers, there were certain plays where I felt like um just being more physical, you know, my, my challenge is, you know what I struggle with is because I'm so strong is learning how to use it. Like sometimes when I, when I use my strength and aggression, like I'll be too aggressive and I'll foul or, um, you know, try to push somebody a little bit and I'll mess around and push them a little bit too hard. So like, you know, I am just trying to figure out that balance of using my strength, but, you know, not overdoing it to the point in which I'm, you know, fouling. Um, so, you know, pretty much that's one thing I got to figure out. Um, but against the clippers i think there's a couple possessions where like i was just cut off guard coming off the of pin downs a few times um and not necessarily cut off guard but i just got to get into their body a bit more so but uh oh no go ahead but yeah but i mean besides that i felt like i played pretty well all three games
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on the old man. And the three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs, listen to the old man and the three ad free on Wondery plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I was going to say this for a little bit later, but you you brought up exactly one of the things that I was going to ask you about the one play. I was going to ask you about about midway through the first quarter against the Clippers last night, he was mm. uh, side out of bounds. And you had PG in the corner. And I wanted to ask you about navigating this play because of of how differently you guys are playing defense. Now you you've got to come inside a little bit more and you, I believe as the ball was passed in, you came to help maybe a step or two too soon. And PG came up off the pin down. It ultimately turned into a, a travel for, for zoo, but. It looked like you've, like that split second, you're like, I took a step too far, too soon, too early, and I had to trail a little bit harder than I wanted to. Is that, was that kind of how that play progressed for you?
2: Yeah. And, and that's the toughest thing about any type of jumbo pin away action is when you're that guy in the corner, you're the, you're the, you're technically the weak side help, but Mm -hmm. you're also supposed to be guarding the action at the same time. And, um, you know, what had happened was, when the ball was inbounded, um, you know it looked as if there is a potential for a drive, so I didn't want to be too far out. But at the same time, it's like you got to kind of try to navigate both. So I kind of stepped in, and then Paul George, you know, he's a good player. He read it and just took off. So um, it's it's just being more aware. Like you know, if if it's set up where you know it's a staggered, you know, double pin coming, just being to the body. And then um, reactive, there is a drive or something like that.
1: When you're looking at the toughest things to cover in the league, how how do you evaluate that kind of a set? And not even just out of an out of, out-of-bounds out of, out of, out of, out of uh, play, but just in live ball, when you, you've got to come down, be that low man, but you also have to deal with that action. You're dealing with a guy, a Paul George, any kind of big wing. Where they right. can they can come down they can if you turn your head they can back cut on you and finish at the rim they can pop out mm-hmm. off that flare off the pin down but when they clear that corner and now you you're either even if you chase up there's there's no help on that backside anymore and that rotation is right. in play how difficult is that action because that that's what I've seen for the most part early in the season that has has bothered you guys defensively. In the preseason, a, a lot of that empty corner action getting you guys to rotate over and swing it over to the opposite corner. So, But on the ball side where you found yourself in this particular possession, how how difficult is that to guard night in, night out? Is it like ranking things as far as like both individually and team scheme? Uh,
2: I, the thing is, it's, it's not that hard. It, it just primarily starts with the on-ball defense, which I feel like we got to improve on like if whoever's guarding the guy, bringing the ball up, if he can contain the drive, like, first off, it's all about awareness, right? Like, if I see, like, the way it's set up, is, there's a guy in the corner and there's a big at the top of the key and a four in the wing, nine times out of 10, it's gonna be a double pin. Like, so I just get into the body right away. But if there's, uh, Bledsoe had a few possessions in that double away action where he just got to the basket. Reggie Jackson had a few possessions in that set where they got to the basket. So if, you know, if the ball can be contained a bit better, it allows, you know, a guy like me to be more comfortable just staying connected and then being over the trail, Paul George over the two screens or do whatever I need to do. But if if the guard gets beat and double away, and that's the whole point of the set, it, it, lifts, it lifts everybody up. Mm-hmm. So if the guard does get beat, um, we need to figure out something, whether the big stops the drive or Something, but it can't be me stopping the drive because it's too hard to uh, split that difference.
1: It's particularly with guys in the NBA right now, especially that wing position. That's that primary position. That's so difficult to guard because everybody wants to have one of those kind of wings, right? That's, that's the hardest, mm-hmm. of the most valuable commodity, so to speak, that skill position with size. And so sure. if you can, if you can lift, like you said, that defense in that particular situation and, and put a defense on edge, and take away the rim protection, if it pulls the big all the way up, it pulls you and really the only real wing size at that kind of position, that that two, three, and even up to four sometimes. When you're looking at this, when pregame, practice, shoot around, whatever the situation is, Walk me through what a scout looks like on an NBA level. Not necessarily for a team, not necessarily for a player, but they bring you the notebook or they bring you the iPad and they go, we're playing X. This is Y. This is what, we're, what we want to do. How detailed is it? What does it all encompass kind of going into each game?
2: I mean, this is as detailed as he can. It You know, it shows you, obviously it's going to show you the statistics. Um, it shows you, I mean, obviously we're only three games in, but it's to the point where it shows you how they play overall, and it shows you their last five games. You're telling so you can tell whether the guys in the hot streak or a slump. Um, it tells you, you know, we've had scouts where it tells you their performance in wins, tells you their performance in losses, uh, the percentage they go left, percent they go right. You know, what I'm saying what. If they go right, do they like to pass? Or if they go right, they're going to shoot a step back. Or if they go right, they're going all to the rim or they're pulling the charges. So it, it lets you know their tendencies and what they tend to do going different directions. It lets you know if they're weak defenders, if they like one-on-one. It, like, it just lets you know literally everything about them. And, uh, you know, and when, when you're when you're looking at it, you're internalizing it, but you still want to play basketball, if that makes sense, when you get into the game. You don't want to... You know, if a guy likes to go left, you don't want to just let him like go right entirely. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of a balance. Unless it's home.
1: Isaiah Thomas, th- then it's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like you just, you know, that's what I struggled with earlier. Like you said, okay, make this guy go right, and I would just let guys go right. But we're, you know, we're yeah. NBA players. If you give a guy right, he's gonna, you know, attack that. So it's just a matter of knowing what they're gonna do kind of before they do it. And um, that way you're not really caught off guard or you're kind of having these thoughts in the back of your head as you're guarding certain players.
1: Is that becoming as you're you're getting around to your second, third, fourth time around playing guys in your career or seeing those scouting reports? Obviously, you 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 play against guys growing up. You kind of understand tendencies. But when you get to the the higher levels, when you get to college, when when you get to NBA, this stuff becomes more and more important. Mm-hmm. how much of it becomes, I, have played against this guy. Oh, Hey, I've, I've seen enough tape on this guy. I know what he does. The, do you, does it get to a point where you understand the tendencies? And then when you get that scout, you're looking for something a little bit more refined. Like I know what PG wants to do in this, this, in this situation, but what about this? Do you start asking questions about things that are a little bit more specific?
2: Um, I mean, it's not really for me, like, cause I watch basketball. So when I'm watching these games, you know what I'm saying I, I'm not just like watching as a fan anymore like what does I'm that look like for a, you
1: when, when you're when you're watching uh a, 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 another a, opponent what is that when you're watching a team play what are the things that you're looking for
2: I'm looking at what it is that they're doing I'm looking at the team I'm looking at how they move I'm looking at the way they pass the ball like oh okay so this team they like getting to the second third side action on their play so in my head I'm like and they take good shots. So we got to play defense for full possessions. We're not going to get bailed or this team takes care of the ball or this player likes to do certain things. So it's it's a matter of when I'm watching these when I'm watching these games, internalizing it. And I've seen PG like multiple times. I've played against Paul George before. So I, I know, you know what I'm saying when I'm looking at the scout, I'm not really seeing a lot that I didn't know. I'm not really surprised by what I'm seeing. But I'm just kind of, you know, in regards to the game plan and what the team wants me to do, is just kind of like, okay. At the end of the day, guys are good. Like, Paul George coming into last night, he was averaging 35 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Like, so it's not like a thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to shut Paul George down and he's going to have zero <laughs> tonight. You know what I'm saying? Because guys are good. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a go-to guy. He's talented. So it's just making it you know, as difficult as possible or less efficient or taxing. Um, so, and that's really all you can do. But, um, yeah, that's really it.
1: When you talk about, you know, obviously going against Paul George, I mean, it's the NBA. Even even the bad guys are good as far as, you know, mm-hmm. the public sees them. Um,
2: right.
1: How hard is it for you to, to quantify or is it hard for you to quantify a personal win in a possession even when a guy hits one in your face?
2: It's all about... Um, as a defender, is taking the shot that you want the defender to make. I mean, the, the guy on offense to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, for Paul George, you know, he's virtually like, you can't, he's the type of player he's so skilled, you can't really stop him. He's going to get to his spots. Um, he's respected by the referees in the league, um, which matters. Like, you know, they say, they say, you know, I remember in my rookie year, the refs were like, um, you know, we don't show favoritism or whatever, but, and I don't think it's necessarily favoritism, but it is true that they, the guys that are well-respected in the league, they know the tendencies of a player. You get what I'm saying? So, for sure. If a if a guy goes to the basket and gets fouled, you know, they're going to be more inclined to call it, like, last night I got fouled crazy, and they, they don't know me. They're kind of like, oh, like, we don't know what this guy is doing. He's probably just shooting up some some bs whatever if he misses it badly whatever i know he cares i've got a clip
1: of reggie um, grabbing you from behind <laughs> so I, I know exactly what you're talking about and then
2: you know what i'm saying and then there's a clip where uh, last night i'm guarding reggie and there's very 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 marginal contact and they call a foul <laughs> and because he missed it they waited till mm-hmm. he missed and they're he's like oh he's like foul was that like, was that the
1: the, the hand down when you brought the hand down? My hand
2: wasn't down. I just was like, he <laughs> crossed, and I just like he <laughs> shot it, and I turned around, and then they were like, foul. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, it's like I don't really, you know, I ain't really going to get too much in arms about that type of stuff. I get it. But, um, yeah, like back to PG, like, you know, he's a good player. Um, I feel like if I can get him to take a mid-range shot, that's, that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? It's a two-pointer. It's not a three, and it's not a layup. It's a snatch, step back, mid-range. That's the shot that I want him to take. And if he makes that, he makes it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But that's the shot that, that's like the shots that even across the league, you want guys to take, like low percentage uh, mid-range jump shots. Get
0: ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
3: That's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
3: Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
1: Did you come in with that mindset? Did you come in as a, as a rookie, like, understanding, like, it's... You're not going to win those battles against those guys night in, night out. You're not going to win those wars, I should say. You can win some battles, but like, have you gotten to the point? Was it like that for you day one or did it take a little
2: while? Um, It took, you know, I think my rookie year, I was giving people too much credit. I felt like um, almost virtually expecting to get scored on, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like considering myself as a rookie, you know, although I was, it was just kind of like, dang, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to lose this battle or I'm supposed to get scored on because I'm – but I had to shake that because I was feeding into it and I felt like I was just overthinking it. Like, uh, oh, this is James Harden. Oh, no, like he going to do a step back or something. <laughs> like, where I'm going to get crossed, whatever the case may be. But um, it's just kind of like, you know, and I remember before the game, um a reporter was asking, like, if I was nervous or scared. And I was like, to guard Paul Jordan, I was like, I'm saying it's basketball at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Guys are going to go score and if Paul George goes off tonight, it ain't the first time he's ever went off. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, <laughs> He didn't though. Did. He didn't go off. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if he were to, it's like, you know, tip your hat. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I've learned that more so from my teammates. Like I watched guys guard game and, you can't guard them. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? i watched him go for 60, and it, I, I can't, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't really guard him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And to the probably feeling bad for whoever has to check him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's tough. Same with CJ. Like, they're so they're so talented that you can't really stop them. It's to the point where, like, they're at the point in their careers where they're just missing or making. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they're off, they're off. If they on, they on. It's not really much that, you know, and you can't make it harder. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say you can't do anything, but you can make it harder. But in regards to completely shutting your guy down, um, it's just not that likely in most circumstances, but you can make it as hard as possible. And that's just all you can do.
1: So we're, we're spending a lot of time on defense because, I mean, honestly, that's, that's been the theme of the season as far as the changes and then the more aggressive and, and your role through three games, your three primary assignments have been very different. You've got a point-of-attack mm-hmm. guy who, in Darren Fox who can get downhill, arguably the fastest guy in the league with the ball, although you're going to take on the, his competitor for that role in John Morant and Tomorrow Night. yeah, You take on a primary assignment on Book, who is just a bucket getter, and then you take right. on PG, who's a big-body wing. I'm right. sure they've, they've talked to you about what your expectations are, especially now with Norm Down. What is it like for, for Chauncey or for, for Rodney to come to you and go, hey, this is what we need you to do night in, night out, and knowing that you could be guarding anyone one through four as a primary at that point of attack on any given night.
2: I mean, it's, it's it's expected at this point. I mean, you know, they watch film, and, you know, if you look at the past three games, the guys that I've been guarding, if you look at it, you know, the nights that they had, they ain't have crazy nights, you know what I'm saying, Um,
1: you just writing that on the wall? Just put little chalk marks.
2: I mean, you know, like you just, <laughs> you know, you just want to make it as hard as possible. Like, you know, Paul George last night, um, I saw he was six for sixteen or something like that. Like, I'm not saying that. Oh, like I guarded him, I made him miss. But like, you just don't want it to be easy because Paul George is a guy that's liable to go for however much you want to go for any given night. So you just want to. You got to. They start to take things into that like account um strength physicality size athleticism and they see me as that guy that can just that has all those attributes so it just makes more sense for me to kind of be on those guys that have the ball in their hands and try to bother them a little bit more and make it a little bit harder um just so they don't get it going because these guys are you know really talented
1: you said something the other day uh, again I'm going to reference Richmond because the. Mike's really good at the job. And he, and he asked you a question that got you to say, there's only so many superstars in the league. There's only so many Damian Lillard. There's only so many Paul George. There's only so many of those guys. And not everybody gets to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked about it in your, your defensive growth, and, and obviously you see that as a, as a way to be impactful. But when you look at it, you look around and go, hey, I can get better at this. I can get really good at this. I've got, like you said, I've got the physicality. I've got the tools to be an all NBA guy, to be an all defensive kind of performer, is that kind of, does your, does your focus shift? Like, okay, this is my path to the floor right now. If I go do this and this, then I can do that, but also do the other stuff. But this is how I get out there.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, you said, just doing what's allowing me to stay on the court and doing what's allowing me to impact the game. And I feel like all that stuff just follows suit. Like, I don't think I have to actively think about being defensive player of the year actively think about being all defensive team as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a team and doing my part as a, as a teammate. Um, if that stuff, you know, if that's how the cars fall, that's how they fall. But um, I don't think I'm the type of player where I'm like trying to like, oh, let me get steals and let me. Let me do this so I can get these blocks and so my stats look good. I, I just don't play like that. So, uh, you know, I think for me it's just being more physical and then turning it down as I as need be, as needed. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I feel like – because we were in practice the other day and like we were doing something and they're like, yo, just push him a little bit. And I pushed him a little – I thought I pushed him a little bit. <laughs> and he went – he ain't literally go flying, but he – you know, you could tell I pushed them and I felt like I barely touched them. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, okay. They, they blowing just... whistles on you? Yeah, they're like, nah, why are you pushing so hard? I was like, <laughs> I ain't even touching for real, bro. Like, y'all thought I pushed them hard. Like, like I barely touched them. So I'm like, okay, let me just chill. Like, let me not use my hands because... um. So I think, you know, my mindset is going to shift from... I'm going to have to just be aggressive. And if they tell me... Like, if they call that first foul, then I'm like, all right, I'll tone it down a bit. But, you know, from this point on, I'm not going to let nobody just be out here, just getting to wherever they want to go to and, you know, walk into whatever spot they want to get to. I'm going to start standing my ground um, and applying that pressure to them instead of letting them dictate where they're going. I'm going to have to set that tone from from this point on. So um, that's the challenge that I'm going to take. And um, I think that as a team, you know, they'll kind of, We'll just all start to follow suit. So,
1: how difficult is it? We we kind of talked about this in a roundabout way uh, earlier with with players getting a certain level of respect. How difficult is it to build that resume to be physical at the point of attack in the
2: NBA right now? Um, it's it's very difficult. Um, I think it's a little bit better with the with the rule change. Some of the rule changes they had. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you notice a difference
1: on the floor right now between last year and this
2: year? I do. I definitely do, Um, you know, especially, like, on the pump fakes, on the pump fake and leaning thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Last night I got called for a foul on three, and when I watched the clip, like, he tripped me. Like, I'm watching the film, and I'm seeing, like, I kind of, I lunge, but I'm going, you know, he's shooting, and I'm going straight. And, you know, he sticks his foot out, and they call that foul, which is, you know, it's, you know refs are human as well. Like, they ain't, we ain't perfect. No, he's perfect. But after I see the clip, I'm like, you know, that's, that's a 50-50 call. That, to me, that's offensive. But, you know, partly in real time, the way the game was going, you know, they whooping us at this time. So, they're like, okay, that's a four-point play. So, it is what it is. But I feel like it just allows you to play. Like, it gives the defender at least some kind of way to guard you because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you remember the clip when the preseason Steph, you know, did the step back and then. Yep. The thing in the about corner, that, right? it, Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that play is like, say you're going to guard go like Steph, if he steps back, even with James, Luca, Trey, like anybody who has a step back, it's impossible to guard because if you don't close the space, they're going to just shoot it. And if you close the space, they're going to just lean into you. It's a foul. So it's like, you know and people tend to say like oh nobody plays defense anymore but it's kind of this thing where it's like you you virtually can't like mm-hmm. offensive players they can hit you and bump you and lean their shoulders and do all this but as a defender you're kind of like you just you, you can't touch them you can't apply any kind of force like i think it just kind of leveled the playing field a little bit it allows you to at least contest a shot without having to worry of some guy just doing some crazy movement to draw a foul. So um, I feel like that's been important for sure.
3: A
1: guy like Marcus Smart obviously has a reputation as as being a great defender, but he's, to be blunt, he's physical as hell. Do you Mm. subscribe to the idea of if you're just so overwhelmingly physical, they just can't call you for everything, and that's how you build that reputation up?
2: I agree. Like, I feel like if you just – and like I said, like if I just set that tone, like Mm -hmm. this is how he plays, then, like you said, they're not going to call every little, you know, if every little bump and nudge – so um, that's just kind of something you got to do, and you know, as I get more opportunity, I'm gonna make a point on like that's what I'm doing. Like I'm not, guys aren't just gonna walk down if if a guy's driving and he bumps off path. Like my my resume and my reputation is gonna be like, uh, that's marginal, but Nas is a strong guy, so we're not gonna call that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I kind of want that to be the um the vibe that they get off me when I'm when I'm guarding guys.
1: That's just your presence, not necessarily yeah. you taking an advantage play so to
2: speak exactly
1: uh switching from defense look towards offense and what was a a better game i think for everybody against phoenix shot clocks winding down i think it was i think it was dame it might not have been dame trying to remember exactly throws you a little bit of a grenade you do a little hitch you let that three go you knock that first three down and you look up you scream and it looked like it looked like weight just kind of fell off your shoulders. It was the game hadn't gone real sideways yet. You guys were playing well, but it wasn't it wasn't a blowout yet. But it was the way that you not necessarily even celebrated, but just like the look on your face, your body language said, Yes, thank you. Everything just kind of came together in that one that one moment for you. What what was that like for you? Not just in that moment, but just overall over everything that you've overcome over the last 16, 18 months?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dame came, swung it. Um, I saw D-Book closing out, and the hitch was, I was afraid of passing the ant, but <laughs> Alfred Payton had came like this with his hands up. So I was like, oh, I can't make that shot clock wind it down. So, you know, I just shot it and then went in. And, you know, my reaction was more so of like, like just kind of like I'm here you know I'm saying like I'm here like this for real um it's like this thing where it's like you know last year you know it was playing here and there and I played solid but it was always like is this something he can do consistently mm-hmm. is is he can he shoot for real like you know like and I ain't really the type to get into like the future and you know I ain't got to tell nobody what I can or can't do but um, like, I, it was just, like, this for real. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, I'm here. Like, I'm a player in this league. Like, I can impact these games. So, um, I was just excited, man. I was excited. I was just having fun. I'm just letting loose, man. And I think that's that's going to allow me to be the best version of myself. And I'm just having fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back, you know, everybody's getting high school. But when I was in high school, I was just playing, bro. I was just thinking about mm-hmm. – Nothing like I was just hooping. I was shooting it if I was open. I was dunking. I was turning up, screaming, whatever I wanted to do. And that's when you play your best. But in the basketball, and that's kind of when I wanted to get back to. And that moment was just it you all know, coming full circle for me.
1: Did you expect that moment to hit you the way it did? Because it looked like it went from I gotta let the shot go because the shot clock's winding down. You hit it, and it it just looked like a switch just all of a sudden just flipped. Was it just was that building up for a while, and that just just it happened to be that one moment. Cause it, I don't think anybody ever sees that moment come at any point in life for themselves, whether it's, mm. you know, as being a, you know, having a kid in a family, you know, or in their careers, in, careers uh, there we go careers <laughs> <laughs> was, was that, did you kind of anticipate that it was coming or just, just, it wasn't just there.
2: Um, You know, the shot, like, you know, the shot was a tough shot, but it was definitely something that, you know, when I hit it, it wasn't, you know, no big deal. And, I kind of had a moment like that against uh, Sacramento the game before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I hit that corner three. Um, and it was just, you know what I'm saying? It was just like just me having fun again, bro. Like at the end of the day, that's what it that's what it came down to and just playing with that emotion, playing with that fire. Um, you know, it's a long season and you need, you know, I think sometimes guys need to see that, you know what I'm saying, from somebody because, you know, you see what people say, like, you know, one of our one of our downfalls. Sometimes they think we lack energy. You know, as a team, like on the court, we just kind of look like we just going through the motions or whatever. And um, you know, one of the coaches even today challenged me. Like, I feel like I can raise the entire team's level if I set that tone. And uh, that's kind of what I try to do. Let's say,
1: rookie year, I had you come on, and we talked about how you changed your shot from day one. I think it was opening night against Toronto was the first shot you had was that corner three Mm -hmm. and your shot difference between then and uh, you you gave Kuz a little bit of business. We kind of joked back and forth (laughs) about how you let that one fly off the step back, (laughs) feeling yourself real good. And you, you had some tumultuous times you had a scary issue uh, in the bubble that kept you out from playing. Uh, Then you pick up COVID, you pick up a little bit of a, of a knock here in preseason, all of that kind of coming together for you, you said the, the energy. You, you've got a bunch of teammates who, and this isn't a criticism, who are very even keeled. They're, they're steady no matter what. Dame isn't a big talker on the floor. Nurk, nurk can be a talker. I mean, he, he'll get a little bit of junk and he'll, he'll he'll get energetic. But for the most part, particularly in that starting lineup, you got a lot of dudes that are just like this. The difference for you going from the bench where you know unequivocally – I'm going to be the energy guy and that, that is my role. I've got to hustle. I've got to bring it. That's bringing that to the starting lineup. Is there a difference in starting the game that way versus coming off the bench and kind of feeling your way into that? Or is it just, I, you just have to be able to find that switch to flip, to start the game.
2: It, it, it is different um, because, you know, when you're coming off the bench, whether the team is playing with energy or not, like, if they are playing with energy, it's like, all right, I'm going to come in on the same type of time they are. And if they're not, you're seeing what they're doing and you're like, all right, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go harder. You get what I'm saying? So mm. regardless, like you're getting to assess the flow of the game. So when you're coming in, it's like you kind of already mentioned you're making these key notes. Oh, this is what they're doing. This is how I'm going to do it. Or this guy don't be boxing out. Like when I get in, I'm going to do this. Like You get to make these notes. So then when you get in, you can kind of take advantage of certain things. And I feel like when you start, it's a little bit, you just kind of, you're experiencing everything firsthand. Like if they come out and they hit you in the mouth, like you're, you're on the receiving end of it. You're not, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not taking no notes. You kind of like, Oh snap, you down 10. Like already we got to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think it is different. And I think it's, at the end of the day comes out, we all gotta do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like I could play with energy and I could crash the boards, but realistically, like I ain't gonna get offensive rebounds every time. Like they cause they trying to they're gonna box me out. Like that's mm-hmm. I know that's one of the things on the scouting Report for me as a player is he gonna crash every time. So and I could tell against the Clippers, like they made that a point of emphasis because I I was crashing and you know they was there every time. So um I'm not gonna always be able to have those highlight plays every here and there so it got to just be a thing of 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 competitiveness where we just make that mentality of us to just come out there and compete and play hard as a squad because that's what's going to matter it's not about me doing whatever it is that I'm doing we got to all be able to buy into that and do it together
1: what haven't you shown so far in your NBA career that you that you that you want to show
2: uh, I mean, I feel like I'm a I'm a much talented offensive player than what people think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I can really like, like I feel like I can really get to it, like for real. You know what I'm saying? And that's because you know I work really hard, bro. Like every day, I'm doing what I need to do. I'm in the gym consistently. My off seasons aren't uh, off seasons. Like I work really hard. really diligent i pay attention to detail and uh you know i'm I'm at the point now where like i'm tired of people saying like what i can or can't do as a player like you know and i think that people tend to get stuff confused like they think because you don't do something that you can't do it you know what i'm saying and like you brought up earlier um from my from my other podcast it's about playing your part you know what i'm saying and that's what you know chauncey and you know, my assistant coach has told me is like, bro, like you don't have to quote unquote do too much. You know what I'm saying? Just take what's given to you. They swing it, they swing it, shoot it, If you drive, dunk it. Like, but I mean, it's just doing what they need me to do. Like they don't need me to come off and handle and break somebody down and shoot a step back. Like that's just not really what they need me to do. But, you know, as I evolve as a player over time, my career that can change and, if it ever does get to that point where that's where they need me to do, I'll be more than uh, capable of doing so.
1: I mean, I saw you do it rookie year. Like I said, that <laughs> y- you came out with all kinds of confidence, all kinds of swag. When, when when you hit that on Koos, you were definitely in the bag of like, hey, let me show you a little something right now. So
2: like, that's,
1: that's – And there's been good.
2: flashes. There's definitely been flashes where it's like
1: – Hey, that, that Euro, that when you came off the bench <laughs> and scored the other night – I didn't think there was a chance in hell you were going to be able to turn that corner on him, and you went off foot, and I went, "Oh, he he snuck that up on him." I was like, "That's because right now, real, real quick, I'll, we'll get you out of here in just a few minutes." You 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 are their transition offense right now, and we mm-hmm. watching last night and watching the Phoenix game, watching Sacramento, you are often the trigger. Right. Is it, when you're looking at things right now. Is that when when you're talking about your chances to go do something offensively? Is that where you see the, the, the kind of the light being shined? Like, hey, not For even sure. just not even just finishing, but if you get out in an early three on two or a four on three, yeah, you can flatten out and get to the corner. But like in that situation where that first transition opportunity against Sacramento, you turn, I was like, oh, I think he's going to flatten out and get to the corner. No, you, you you attack, you get more aggressive there. You can show a yeah. little bit more of your skill set when you're looking at your opportunities, yeah, you can work in the swing, swing, you know, later shot clock opportunities, but in transition, is that where you're kind of looking as far as um, exploring more of what you can do offensively?
2: Yeah. Like, um, you know, my coach, he tells me um, anything in transition, that's your play. Like we draw plays up for Dame, CJ, Nurk, whatever, <laughs> Norm, like when you, when you run in that wing, like that's, Oh, when you get on the wing, that's when you really have free reign. Like Go eat. Go eat. Like, that gets you one. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they're saying that more from a standpoint of just, you know, me being physically gifted that, like, you know, is you know, what, like, can you really do as a defender? You're running on your heels. You got whoever the guard is bringing it up. And I'm on the wing. It's, it's kind of like you're at our mercy. So, um, you know, it's just that's kind of my play. So that's why. I, every time and we get a little break, I'm gone. Like I'm, I'm taking off, I'm running the wing. um, And I try to, and that's kind of where I I get turned up and I try to make a play every time. So
1: it, it, obviously the game went a little bit sideways, but at this point in time, how does it feel to run the wing with Damon CJ on each side, knowing defensives, they can't, they can't choose. Like (laughs) you ended up with that dunk last night. I was like, I saw both of them coming down. I'm like, CJ or Dame better give this ball up because he is is hungry running that lane right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, Dame is Dame and, uh, you know, has done a good job. I feel like they're looking for me in transition. Um, I feel like my whole career, Dame has always looked for me. I don't know Mm -hmm. a lot. Like, I just feel like he's always just had an eye out for me. I don't know. A natural um, connection there. Yeah, like you know, it just seems like virtually, like a lot of my shots come from. Yeah, but I was saying, like, um, you know, when I run the floor, you know, I know that you know Dame's willing to give it up, so I just kind of it makes you run harder. So uh, that's why that's kind of how I get all those opportunities. All
1: right, uh, we'll we'll get you out of here on this and again. Thank you for all the time, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, we've talked basketball, your career, and your evolution, but that's not who you are. It's part of what you do. And yeah. in that same vein, you, you've got the Nasir Little Youth Foundation. What do you got going on with that, man?
2: Uh, that's, that's been amazing, man. Um, last year, you know, we we held the camp. Well, this past summer, um, had my first camp, and, you know, it was amazing. Um, you know, we had a lot of kids come out, kids enjoy themselves. Um, super, it felt super good to get back um, to the community like that, for them to see my face, for them to understand that a kid that was just living in their city locally, um, achieved his dream of you know playing pro sports. Um, on top of that, you know I've, we've done a great job. We've we've had some people be generous giving donations, uh, which help us fund for our um, Make a Wish Foundation, where we just kind of give back to the kids and hold on to your dreams grants, where we help kids get anything they want for the extracurricular interests, whether it's sports, whether it's visual arts, music you know, uh, artist self. you know, what I'm saying from buying kids instruments to laptops for, you know, the uh, graphic design, whatever the case may be, man, just helping these kids peek into these interests that make that are so important for us to have, man. Um, so it's been great so far, man, we've already changed, you know, a good number of lives. So uh, I just look forward to keep that going.
1: Well, hey, man, I appreciate you, and I love what you're doing off the floor. I love what you're doing on the floor, too. I mean, I've been following you, obviously, since, you know, your rookie year we had you come in. I do have to ask you this. Um, Alex doesn't know I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to. Do you still have the beanie baby she gave you?
2: I still do have the beanie baby. (laughs) I still do. It is downstairs, um, like, on my little shelf, and it's just still in the box still there still pushing strong man very clean condition
1: perfect because you um, had the you had the best answer when she gave that you because i didn't know she was gonna do that which really makes for great live tv by the way um <laughs> you just said you said how did you know this is exactly what i wanted and it, it was it was so perfect that it was one of those things where i was like that could have gone really bad <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, bro, I still got it, man. So you guys know I wasn't put on the front. You know hey, what I'm man, still
1: okay. Always real, man. Nazi, I appreciate you. Uh, good luck not only tomorrow, the rest of the season. Really looking forward to seeing what you can do, man. Um, if you want to, you guys follow him on social media, at Too Easy Uh Obviously, you can watch him uh, every Trailblazers game. Uh, Nasir Little joining us. And again, thank you so, so, so much, man. I really appreciate you. Good luck. Stay healthy. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you soon uh, around the All-Star break again, okay? All
2: right, man. Appreciate it.
1: Take care, man.